Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is up, Fantasy Football Fanatics? IDP Army. It is your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. And we are going to have a lot of fun tonight. I have my man, Greg Thompson, on here with us from Cover One. Greg is an old vet. He's been on the show two, three times now. He's a homie from the Twitter streets. He's a homie from the Senior Bowl. Greg, what is up, my guy? Happy to see you. Yeah, you too. It's nice to finally connect again. I know the first time we got to hang out down in Mobile was like literally the last public thing anyone did before covid and then all of a sudden the world shut down so it was cool yeah. to get back there and uh you know have some have some fun get a drink at beats and and get back to normal yeah that was you're 100 right you know that 2020 going down there we went down there in january you know we already heard about covid but it was like yeah. that february and march and it was just like boom it was like like you said like the world kind of shifted so it was cool to meet you down there yeah. uh, we had some yeah. fun conversations that was you know the bills were on the come up you know now they're kind of at the top right now um but before we jump into bills talk and before we jump into free agency talk which y'all need to make sure you're following my man greg on twitter uh greg is a, a guy who works for cover one recent your, your new show the greg thompson sports show is that pretty new Relatively yeah new? yeah we've uh we've knocked out four episodes so far and really it's just an outlet to talk about other stuff besides the buffalo bills i still love the bills they're still my favorite thing i still that's my primary show with aaron and i doing the all the weekly previews you know mm-hmm. every post game we're going through all of our postseason stuff and there are you know offseason stuff now so we're still doing that every week but this was just kind of a new outlet to be able to have some fun and talk about other stuff besides the bills and you know we're i have a couple guys from the action network coming on this week to talk about march madness give you some tips on how to do your bracket um had some guys on to do the nhl trade deadline last week did the slam dunk contest the week before all you know whatever is going on in sports in that week just having fun talking about uh whatever everybody else is talking about having having a good time love it dude that's awesome i will like you said four episodes in it sounds like i'm gonna have to add you to my rotation because you know it it does kind of suck when you get kind of pigeonholed into one corner of the internet or people are like oh niche down it's like but i mean to get there i had to you know get there you know i had to swim through the main stuff so i can talk about the main stuff so i love that for you i love this called the greg thompson sports show i think that you know i've noticed I don't know if you've noticed this, but a lot of the bigger people and bigger names, you know, they just kind of name their shows after them. You know, that's smart for your branding and all that good stuff. So love that for you. Um, and I hope that you spend some time talking about the MCU, because I know that, that was part of your early COVID experience. <laughs> um, watching you live tweet through that was really awesome. You really jumped in at the perfect time. And you, you literally picked the perfect time to just binge it. You're like, oh, I'm going to be, yeah. we didn't know we were going to be stuck at home for months at that point in time. But watching you live tweet through that was really fun. Um, before I ask you my main question, which one of the original, you know, uh, phase one through four movies was your favorite? Um, so I think it's impossible not to have the the final two finale pieces. As you it was a, a, just a perfect ending, the way that it got set up. I I don't know if I would have been able to survive like you guys did, seeing 
the the first one and then having to wait a year for the Dude. second one like I, I don't know if i could have made it <laughs> so it was like I, harry potter all over again waiting for book seven to come out oh, so six. you know i experienced that on like a tuesday night and then i got to watch the next one on a wednesday night so, bastard, <laughs> like, bastard. I, yeah like i don't know if i could have made it like you guys did having to wait a year um but i will say probably like uh, either I really liked Winter Soldier, maybe Ragnarok. Th those are the two that were really up there. What was but the other one? Sorry. R Ragnarok and, and Winter Soldier. Those are two that were awesome, awesome movies. Totally fun standalone. And I will say um, Black Panther is an awesome standalone movie as well. Like it's just, you could sit down and watch that anytime. But it's just a great movie start to finish. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Winter Soldier, just the vibe of it. Yeah. The sound that like the, the soundscape when Bucky comes in, you know, that's such a good Natasha movie too. Black Widow, that's where a role out of her character development yeah. is. You forget that her and Cap had a little a little PG thirteen chemistry rolling in that movie. You know what I'm saying? That was the early days, you know. So uh <laughs> good stuff happening there. But before we jump in again, I again I wanted to talk to you a little bit. Did you watch Quantumania? Have you watched Quantumania yet? So no. I have why I've caught I've kept up with everything since then. I've done mm -hmm. um I'm terrible with the with the name. I got so you like She Hulk uh, and there was yeah. uh, Moon Knight. Yes, uh, all the Moon series. Knight. I've done all the series. I did the Ten Rings. I did mm -hmm. that was good. Um, um I loved Hawkeye. Did you love Hawkeye? No, yeah, no Hawkeye was excellent. Uh, Hawkeye That's going to be part of my Christmas of rotation the rest of my life. It's oh, amazing. yeah. No, for that, I didn't even think about it that way. That, that's a, that is a great, has all the different notes of like him getting home for Christmas is perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Really liked each of them. I have not done Quantumania yet. I did, I actually had, I was working, so I missed doing um, Black, oh, Pan uh, Black Panther uh, 2. One. Wanda, the, Wanda. The one with uh, oh, WandaVision, I went through there. Um, and then the movie with uh, uh, what's the so Black Panther 2, I saw I just caught up there, so I think I'm okay. all the way caught up on all the movies now, okay. except for I haven't done uh, Quantum yeah, Black so that's Panther my next was one. The one that just came out right before this most recent one, yeah, so yeah, correct. I, so I, was I, gonna, just, I was gonna ask just you what you thought of it because it's pretty contentious on the internet, there's a lot of theories about it. But since you haven't seen it, I guess we won't really okay. talk about it. But when you do see okay. it, we'll talk on Twitter. Or I'll I like it. I like so it. You're not going to pull up the Sean McCoy, you know. I won't pull up Sean McCoy and just start talking <laughs> I about it. Right here. I appreciate was it. Was he a Bill when that happened, or was he out yes. of the league? No, no, no. Oh, he was there. A, he was still. Up, that was like going into his final year with Buffalo. And, yeah, there were some really, really upset people. My buddy and I were talking on the way down to the Senior Bowl about, you know, we call them Twitter moments. You know, like, yeah. so people don't understand what Twitter really is. Like, you have yeah. to be there for the moment. And we were talking like top five, top 10 Twitter moments. And that came up. We were like, oh, yeah, when LaShawn McClay blew the end off an of end game, I was like, that was a top five like Twitter moment. Like, so I will say, obviously, covering the Bills, it was impossible not to know what he said. So I didn't have the frame of reference of what it was going to mean or how impactful it was with his yeah. character. I didn't, none of that clicked with me. Yeah. But just the, I couldn't unknow that phrase yeah so yeah as it was coming i think in the moment i had kind of forgotten like i, I don't i wasn't like hyper thinking about to, it you didn't thinking, see that thinking at the end of it. Say, i know this is gonna happen but the moment when you turn and, and it shows him with the you know crazy mm -hmm. like lightning struck glove 
all of a sudden I was like, oh, oh my, and like then it like in all and at once yeah. in that moment it clicked for me. You understand why oh, the yeah. whole world hates Lashawn McCoy basically. <laughs> <laughs> On top yeah, of he has the most. Guy. I mean, I got wild takes. He's got some wild takes. Yeah, he's um, he's, all right. he's well, out well, there. Well, this has been a fun intro to the show. Let's start talking about some football because I know you're a very busy man, rightfully so. You are the best in the business. Talk to me about the Bills going through some transition. We're talking free agency. I wanted to hone in on some players that you know intimately. Jordan Poyer, Devin Singletary, both IDP, are uh, both fantasy relevant for Dynasty. Both, uh, you know, Poyer's one of the best DBs in IDP, you know, in Dynasty Fantasy IDP over the last 10 years. Devin Singletary coming off the best season of his career. Both free agents. Um, what are your thoughts on how the Bills are going to fill these gaps? Um, how they're going to manage what they may or may not do with Singletary. Um, and I know, you know, we have DeMar Hamlin, too. Like, he was rookie, you know, or whatever. Second, was he rookie or second? I think he was rookie right last year. So it's like they had maybe hoped he would come in there. And I'm, you know, I'm opt cautiously optimistic, but you can't assume that he's going to come back. So um, talk to me about those two big spots on this team. So let's start with Poyer. Um, Jordan Poyer is a cover one favorite, is probably one of the guys we have the best relationship with as an organization. He's great to us. They, you know, if you listen to my podcast, it starts out with, hey, this is Jordan Poyer, the Buffalo Bills. Welcome to the cover one. Like he does our intro for us. Um, I, I've resigned myself to the fact that he's going to be elsewhere. Um, it, it's just, there's, I, I think there's a, 10% chance that he doesn't find the market he's looking for and if he's going to settle for a deal he might settle back in Buffalo um, I think it's 90% that he goes somewhere else and is well compensated um, you know his former coach and assistant general manager is now the head coach and general manager in in uh, with the Giants they got a ton of cap space you know D'Amico Ryans would love a leader in that locker room Atlanta Miami, you know, people talk about Miami because his wife lives down there and he lives down mm -hmm. in Miami. And, you know, I think that's fun to talk about. They got their own cat problems and all kinds of different stuff. And they've had to cut a bunch of people, but they could if they want, they could make it work if they want to. There are 20 teams in the NFL who would benefit from Jordan Poyer. He's a stud. You know, he plays like a warrior. That started to show this past year. It's impossible. He never missed a game for like five straight seasons playing like a psychopath. Um, so having a couple of those injuries finally start to add up wasn't shocking. Um, but I wouldn't bet against him. You know, a healthy offseason, a chance to get right. I think he's going to produce anywhere he goes. Sadly, I don't think that's going to be in Buffalo. Um, I do think with, so I'm the same way with DeMar Hamlin as you are. Um, I can tell you it is going to be up to him if he plays again. He is medically cleared to play football again. Um, but I far be it for me to assume after watching what we all saw happen that he's going to be ready to run up and hit another dude full go and be ready to go. If he is, God bless him. I'm ready. If he's not, I will totally understand and wouldn't judge him in the least. Um, I don't think we can plan on that 100%. Micah Hyde is back and under contract. He is also coming back from you know spinal fusion surgery, which is no joke. Christian Benford was a guy who actually beat out Kair Elam initially for the starting spot at corner. There's talk that he may transition to safety. So there's a lot of maybes floating around there. I don't think what, you know, they're not going to see some big splurge on a big time safety. They're not going to let Jordan Poyer walk and then go out there and splurge on a top of the market guy. 
Jesse um, Bates. Yeah, they're not going to go sign Jesse Bates. That's a perfect example. Um, I do think they could dabble in some of this recently released market. Some of the, you know, some of the guys actually, I just lost one today. We just signed Joe Dana as the new safeties coach. Uh, he came from Houston. So both MJ Stewart and Jonathan Owen were both free agents. So I was like, hey, we just signed their safety coach. Maybe they bring one of them over. Well, uh, Houston just extended MJ Stewart today. So that took one off there. Um, guys like John Johnson III make sense. Cleveland tried to play him as a center fielder. He makes way more sense in that Poyer role with Micah Hyde as the center fielder behind him. I'd love that. If we're going to splurge, I mean, I, you know, you lose a guy that talks as much trash and plays as much edge as Poyer does. I'll take some Chauncey Gardner Johnson. You want to be, you know, figure out a way to give that kind of uh, splurge there. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting it at the lower end of the market. I'm expecting, you know, someone in the five to seven million dollar range, not a crazy big spend. But I do think that they'll bring someone in, uh, you know, maybe Von Bell, maybe Taylor <laughs> Rapp. Maybe John Johnson the third. I'm thinking that tier of guy is where we'll go. Or you might get, you know, um, a more experienced veteran like a Jimmy Ward and a draft pick. I saw like as an um, Byard. Is he on the market mm -hmm. as well? He'll yeah, you got. But guys like Byard, I feel like Byard and Poyer both, rightfully so. You know, these are probably the last one, two, yeah. three years. Their safeties they can age out a little bit better than a lot of players. Look at Malcolm Jenkins. Look at Tyron Matthew. But I imagine they're going to be looking for, you know, security at this point. They're going to want to cash out on this. So it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't make sense to bring in like a, a buyer if they let Poyer go, especially given everything he's done. Yeah, if they're doing anything like that, they would have just done it with Poyer. Yeah, yeah. I like a lot of several of those guys. And John Johnson the third. definitely love that pick because we did see basically uh, Grant Delpit was a beast this year, low key uh, for the Browns. Don't sleep on him and IDP. But John Johnson, we know that he's, he has championship experience. I mean, he's been to the big game. He's played under several different systems. I think that's a, that's a great pick. Um, so I don't want to spend too much time on Poyer. Talk to me about Devin Singletary because I'm a huge Devin Singletary stan. He had his best season uh, rushing yards wise. Finished as I think running back 16 or 18 mm -hmm. in fantasy, which is really good. I mean, let's just be real. That's really freaking good. He uh, had I think 54 receptions. Somebody double checked my numbers there, but it's really close to that number. Maybe it's targets. Um, but the reality is he's on the Buffalo Bills. We'll see. You know, they obviously, I don't think, that, I mean, again, this is me. I'm not as intimately as you, but I don't think they trust James Cook. And I think fantasy football managers are, like, convincing themselves that that he's going to, I'm like, they they traded for, or they went and got Naeem Hines in the middle of the season. Like, they obviously, and then they threw the ball, which everyone's like, oh, they're going to throw it to, 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 you know, James Cook. They threw it to Devin Singletary, something people act like they wouldn't do. So, I, I love Devin Singletary as a player. I hope that he stays with the Bills because he's getting more accustomed and he's getting more usage. It's not his fault that the Bills choose to abandon the run sometimes. Yeah. So talk to me about talk to me about Devin Singletary. Make me feel good. I, I wish I could. Um, <sighs> so I've got terrible news for everyone. Oh, there God. is there's not gonna be a fantasy stalwart in the Bills backfield. They're gonna have. There's going. They're not gonna give the keys to James Cook. They're probably gonna restructure Naheem Hines, and then they're probably gonna sign Deontay Foreman or Jamal Williams or like some like or draft Muhammad Ibrahim or like someone who's a thumper, and have James Cook as 
you know, he might even be the one A in the backfield and like a guy you want to play in fantasy. I really think he can do that, Greg. Um, well, yes, because he start he did down the stretch last year. Like okay. he was the sixty percent to Singletary's forty percent. He was the fifty-five to Singletary's forty-five in the like the last third of the season and going into the playoffs. Um. Now, Singletary also had some really good stretches to start last year. He ended the previous season in that same exact way where he took over the backfield and they had their best offense with him. He had like 18 carries. It wasn't even touches. It was like 18 carries. Like I think it was like six of like the last nine games. Oh, yeah. And their offense produced the best when they started to do that. So there was plenty of concern about, hey, why don't we go back to that? Um, He is going to get hurt by the same thing that's probably going to benefit the Bills there's so many free agent running backs. Like there's so many guys available and there's a strong draft class. So nobody's going to bend over backwards to go crazy for a running back where there's a ton available or you could just wait in the draft. So, you know, someone's going to get Kareem Hunt, Jamal Williams, uh, Deontay Foreman, Jarek McKinnon. Like there's so many different guys floating out there that I will be totally happy if the Bills just bring back Devin Singletary and run it back and they just do the exact same thing. Um, my expectation is, he, you know, he deserves a shot. If somebody wants, if Atlanta wants to give him a shot as like a primary back, God bless him. I hope he gets that. I hope he goes and does that. But if he leaves and then the Bills instead oh, sign Dearness Johnson or sign Alexander Madison, they're going to be fine. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to be a backfield that's 40, 40, 20, and that nobody's going to be like the bell cow of anything. And Josh Allen's going to steal a bunch of goal line carries anyways. So uh, maybe the one exception is if it really is a Jamal Williams or Deontay Foreman, maybe they really do have a goal line back for the first time in Josh Allen's career. That's what the one piece I wouldn't mind is to save some of that um, short yardage punishment from Josh. I always, I want him to scramble. He's such a weapon when the play breaks down. I wouldn't mind some of that short yardage wear and tear being taken off of him. So my goal, I'd re- even though I like Singletary, I think he's more valuable than a Deontay Foreman overall. For what I need, I would like to plug in a Deontay Foreman with James Cook and Naheem Hines, and that's a backfield for me. I liked the early reference to Kareem Hunt, you know, mm. somebody who can be a goal line guy who, you know, but also has a little finesse, not a Leonard Fournette, but like older, like that though, with a lot of experience. maybe like what Leonard Fournette was, huh? Look, what? what Leonard Fournette was, yeah, what Leonard Fournette was for like a year or two, yeah, he yeah. ain't that good, or, or what Kareem Hunt was like his rookie yeah. season. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he was so amazing that year, yeah. And that wasn't him, Mahomes wasn't even in the picture that season, yeah. was he? Yeah, no, that, was, was that was Alex Smith, yeah, it was Alex Smith. That was an amazing season for the Chiefs, yeah. I'll never forget that. Um, all right, let's see, thank you so much for sharing that IDP Army, uh, fantasy folks, you know. Greg knows what he's talking about. The thing to take away from this, I think, is Devin Singletary, based on what I've seen, he's not going to go away. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he's going to, And he's probably a buy low because there's a chance he goes into a, a valuable spot. But mm-hmm. at a, So don't don't pay like crazy. But if, if somebody's looking to give him away, roll the dice that he ends yeah. up on the right side. What if he... What if ends they up just on the swap... 49ers. What if, well, that, that's obviously the perfect scenario what if he just swaps with jamal williams what if he's the other side of deandre swift in detroit with that offensive line and jamal williams goes to buffalo and he's all of a sudden the guy who gets all those one yard touchdown plunges 
Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I, I, I can't buy low on him because I drafted him like four years ago in all my dynasty leagues in the second round. So he's already on my team, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real believer. I'm an absolute apologist. But uh, all right. So a free agency class. This edge class is very weak. Uh, really, nobody of note, in my opinion. I mean, like it's my opinion, except for Yannick Ngakwe. I know Marcus Davenport is available. Ugh. I know Jadavian Clowney is available. Ugh. You know, I, I, don't give these people your money. Okay, stop doing it. Uh, I think is Bud Dupree back out there? Don't do it. Okay, don't do it. Um, Yannick Ngakwe doesn't like to tackle, but he'll get you a sack or two, you know, every couple of weeks. Um, you can put him out there on third downs. Justin Houston is still clicking around. I'm so annoyed that he did not win a Super Bowl for Chiefs, but we'll save that for another day. Um, do, is there anybody that you, you know, the Bills are an interesting pass rushing situation because you guys have a lot of just guys, you know. Yeah. Epinesa, you have, um, who's the, um, the uh, Von Miller Basham, came in. Gregory Boogie Rousseau. Back. Yep, Rousseau, that's the other one I was thinking of. Shaq I mean, Lawson was kind of a reclamation last year. Yeah, but but Ed Oliver, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of names there, but there's not really a lot of just like, when I think of a defense, it's just like, oh, they're going to fuck this motherfucker up. I don't ever think of the Bills, you know what I mean? It's a it's a scary defense. It's a defense that can make plays in the big moments, which is really what you want. But it's not a defense where I look at it and I'm like, they're going to hurt somebody. And this free agency class doesn't really have anybody available for them like that. What is your thought on the free mark, uh, the, the free agency class and then the Bills sort of defensive line? Do you think they're, they need to sort of maybe step back and look at this uh, from a big picture kind of view? Or what, what are your thoughts? So obviously you got Von Miller coming back from surgery. Um, you know, he's shown the ability to come back from things quickly before he tore his ACL once. He was back in nine, nine months. He missed no games. Um, I can hope that happens again, but you know, we won't really know. Um, like you said, it doesn't even matter if they want to splurge. There really isn't anybody on the market worth splurging over. Uh, today I got all excited when I heard that the Vikings might release Darius Smith that that would he might jump to the top of my list if, if that was the guy um if we're gonna splurge in this market splurge would mean Charles Amenahu coming from San Francisco um I don't think they even go at that end of the market I think they're gonna be looking more in the you know probably the veteran rotational spot like a Justin Houston Melvin Ingram Robert Quinn Brandon Graham um maybe they try a reclamation project with Bud like Bud Dupree, I I hated at seventeen and a half million dollars, but if he's a three million dollar rotational guy, that's you know coming in when you kick Greg Rousseau into three tech and you let him be the edge guy opposite Von Miller, I can work with that on forty percent of snaps. He's not a primary guy for anybody until um, he lets somebody run around him on third down. You know, week seventeen, then that three million dollars, you're. That's Bud Dupree. My, Let's just remember. <laughs> my my number one guy is probably Dante Fowler Jr. As far as like um, value yeah. wise, he's the guy that I think you could use. He could be the third defensive end in a rotation with Von Miller, Gregory Rousseau, and then Dante Fowler Jr. He has flexibility to kick inside sometimes, situational versatility. Him or Samson Abukum, those are the two guys um, that I would be open to if we had a way to sneak one of those two. I think they'd be the guys who, you know, Miller, Rousseau, and that guy each play 60, 65% of snaps. Two of them are on the field at all times. And then you use guys like, um, AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham to kick inside onto three tech or to let Greg Rousseau kick into three tech, bring one of those guys outside. 
and it, I would go that route with the Bills defensive line. I do think we see some investments, um, but I actually think it's going to be more, you know, probably a backup one tech like Ashawn Robinson or Andrew Billings behind Daquan Jones. Maybe they bring in like a Puna Ford would be the most, um, you know, activity we'd see along the defensive line. But I expect it to be more of the rotational guys, but my preference would be like a Dante Fowler Jr. All right, all right. Yeah, your man Eric has been on Dante Fowler Jr. Yeah. I put a, I put his video, most guys' most recent video, a couple of his tweets in his profile in the Ultimate IDP Index. Nice, we appreciate that. that. Yeah, because, I mean, he's got a good eye. He's, he's one of those players, I mean, up this sidebar, but I love that you brought him up because he, he's, he's, you know, Eric knows he's special. Like, yeah. he's in some weird situations. He's had some I, weird stuff, but so he's I'm, like he, – he almost reminds me of Robert Quinn where it's like when yeah. he's on – like you are Dunzo. Like, but so Quinn's a good, a really fun example because he's had his moments where he's had his huge breakout season and big payday. So Eric and I, you know, work together all the time on. I do a lot of the statistical analysis. I dig through looking for guys who stick out in the numbers. He looks through the film, looks for it. We then get together and he's like, "Hey, what? What about this guy? What do you think he's going to get?" And then we figure out like, "Hey." What can the Bills afford? Where, What markets will they be looking in? We have an idea of their archetypes of the kind of players and the kind of people they like. And then we kind of pair our list down. Mm-hmm. I, for the life of me, can't figure out why Dante Fowler Jr. never gets paid. Like, he's gotten such weird contracts the last, like, three and a half and four million dollars. Like, why hasn't somebody given this guy the $10 million deal? I, it's give so him a weird. a amount of money at one point? Let me check this guy. Um... Well, I mean, that's where he—that's where he started, wasn't it? Or was it? Uh, no, he was Jacksonville, and then it was like the Rams, and then it was Atlanta, and then he followed Quinn to the 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 Cowboys, right? I think. Yeah. Here, I'm pulling so, him up on Spot Track right now. So you're right. Atlanta did player. try to do one, but he he didn't see much of the deal, and then got released. Listen, and then a, played the other pieces of it. It's a in, in March 2020, he signed a three million forty-five thousand or three year forty-five million dollar contract with Atlanta. But then he was a, he was released two years later. Yeah, um, he, he, he didn't, didn't see do really anything with Atlanta. The money, but he still got a decent chunk of it. Yeah, um, but he's good. He got you know, like twenty-two million of it. He got twenty-two million of it in nice. those two years. Um, he did get the one year twelve million dollar deal from the Rams. The one time that's probably is one of his better ones. And then last year. You know, he signed with the Cowboys for three and a half million and only earned two point nine seven of it. He had like eight sacks, didn't he? Yeah, it was good. Like, barely, it was he good. played like three snaps a, snaps a game or something like that. It, like I, I just so he's he's my number one. He's my target, but I also won't be shocked if somebody gives him three years twenty four million and, and gives him like a solid he that's what he should get. He should be an eight to ten million dollar guy. Yeah. Um so in we'll see right where system, his market goes. He, in the right system, he could be a top but easily probably top eight, you know, defensive end or edge rusher in the NFL. Like if he got across from TJ Watt, girl, absolutely, absolutely, girl. But I already got Alex Ty Smith. We already, we already live good. You you do good. You do fine. So I don't want to take every elite defensive line player. (laughs) I gotta let the Bills get somebody. Um, all right, let me see. I had um two more things I want to talk about before we let you go. I appreciate your time again. Um. Let's talk about Tremaine Edmonds. Y'all drafted mm. him. You know, he's one of these linebackers that is always like, you know, don't, don't go, don't come at me, but he's one of these guys that's always touted as like one of the best linebackers in the league. And he's really good, you know, but I, you know, I'm a fantasy person. So I'm always looking at like the raw numbers. Like how many times you hit somebody in the head? You know what I'm saying? And his numbers every season, snaps were pretty decent. 
but it's just his overall actual like playmaking for fantasy and just like your tackles and all that. It's just a little lower than, you know, what I consider to be like a guy who's just like literally everywhere. He does make some decent impact plays, but but then you have a next to Matt Milano. And then it's like Matt Milano looks like a whole like a whole nother level up. You know, he was like a savage when he, he's flying around out there. So it's what what are your thoughts on him? Because it seems like he would have been that next linebacker up to get that super duper high end deal. And I saw something that you had retweeted today that was talking about he might sign somewhere not with the Bills around 15 million. Okay. And I mean, we know and it and that's 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 cheap for a linebacker right now. You know what I mean? Like, and it's for a guy who was kind of touted. I kind of feel like the overall stats do end up reflecting what you can pull in, even if, you know, so, so, so talk to me, th- talk me yeah. through that as a, as a pleb, you know, like a, a plan to me like I'm five. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because so cover one ends up kind of getting touted as a, like Tremaine Edmonds apologist because Bill's fans, when he came out in the draft, you know, he was some high end respected draft people's like, number three guy on the board like Mm -hmm. generational traits you're talking about a 6'5 250 pound guy who runs a 4'5 sideline to sideline he he is what you would design as a modern day brian urlacher like he's he looks like what urlacher looked like as Mm -hmm. a linebacker so people had crazy high expectations and instead he's been pretty good like yeah exactly like it (laughs) Like, so Bills fans go way over the top. Like, oh, this guy's trash. He never does anything. Uh, And I'll tell you, so I think the difference might be some of the, like, more boring football side versus, like, the splash plays that get rewarded in fantasy. Yes. So Tremaine Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano are the same. Like, they're the same. Like, Matt Milano gets washed out in run plays. Matt Milano gets caught up in the second level and blocked by guys. Matt Milano picks the wrong gap and gets caught up in those things. But he also blows dudes up out in open space. He also will, you know, have some well-timed blitzes. You know, Tremaine Edmonds has a better missed tackle rate than Matt Milano. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is better in coverage. He takes away more passes across the middle that you can't go to, but mm-hmm. I don't get rewarded in fantasy for throws the quarterback couldn't make because Tremaine exactly. Edmonds was in the way. Thirteen six five, you yeah, know, yeah, and in so the way. The stuff that Tremaine Edmonds is really good at isn't flashy and isn't sexy, and you don't even notice it until you get the all twenty two, and you can see, be like, oh, look, the quarterback wanted to go here, but the crazy pterodactyl in the middle of the field, you couldn't get by him. So. I, it's hard because I think there are teams that are going to value that. I projected him at 17 and a half million, especially when I saw Roquan Smith get five years, a hundred or five years, a hundred million at 20 million a year. He got more than Fred Warner, more than Darius Leonard. I like Roquan. He's not, he makes those flash plays though. Again, he right. those dopamine receptors. That's yes, not matters. Yes. You know, people subconsciously when your neurological pathways have been rewarded with Roquan Smith for years of doing cool stuff, you're like, yeah, give him another mill, give him two yeah. more. You know I want like, to keep doing cool shit. Trades, screw all that shit. Let him run. Yeah, whatever. You know the so, dopamine. Let's go. I, so, you know, I had him like a tier below Roquan, Fred Warner, Darius Leonard, even C.J. Mosley, like right there at that ballpark of payment. Um, and I thought he was going to get like seventeen and a half million. I know that report came out today. I'll bet you 
$100. That's Brandon Bean leaking something out there to be like, oh, her, we're only hearing it's $15 million. Um, So he's I will believe that he signs for $15 million when I see it. I think he's going to get, you know, uh, so Brad Spielberger, who's at PFF, he and I talk a lot. But he, he has them at close to $19 million. I will be shocked if he signs for $15 million. But I think wherever he goes, he's going to continue to be pretty good. He's going to continue to make a lot of tackles. He's not a, you know, like Bills fans, we always talk about like Paul Pazlesny. He used to get famous on making tackles like seven and eight yards down the field. But he'd have a huge number of tackles, but he gave up tons and tons of yards. It was like 400 yards a game. (laughs) Yeah. He's not like that. Tremaine Edmonds actually has a really good depth of tackle. Like he's better than Milano in that area. He makes plays in the right spots. He makes good, tri- like good football That's the thing. plays. He's a like, great football player. He's he an makes incredible good linebacker. football plays. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't make big splash plays. He doesn't yeah. have big interceptions returned for a touchdown. He doesn't cause a ton of miss, uh, you know, forced fumbles. He doesn't have a ton of sacks. He's okay blitzing, but not a ton. He's a good sound football player and that's not sexy or fun and that's what he's going to be wherever he goes and teams are going to who if he doesn't sign with the bills which i kind of hope he does um i i won't be terribly sad if he leaves and we sign like levante david or something like that um, but i'll i'll you know i'll live with where however it works if he ends up signing with atlanta or he ends up signing you know where it with giants with one of these teams with a ton of cap space he's going to go there and he's going to be really good for their defense but fans are going to be mad because they're going to see the dollar figure and they're going to want huge blow up explosive yep. plays. And he's not that guy. He's not going to do that. He's not that yeah. guy, pal. He's yeah. not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Um, you know, I, I would say the, I would just hear looking at a guy who does make a lot of, you know, tackles, a lot of big plays, but maybe it's kind of like the mold of a contract for said Olatoon last year. You know, the, the Jaguars gave him three years, 45 million. That's probably what, you know, people are going to try to tell, you know, tell him, you know, that's probably what they're going to be like, well, look, you know, he's really good. And this is what he got, you know, and like, so you should be cool with that too, right? Like, <laughs> uh-huh, like we're going to win a championship, right? Like, so, uh, you know, that there's, you know, if you guys need to throw something, you know, send that off to Brandon Bean, let him know, you know, what's it all so um all right i think i had one last question for you okay this one's gonna be tough i'm a little bit trolling here but whatever um you might wake up any moment any moment now i guess right i don't know how that works the timing of all this but uh, aaron Rodgers is an imminent threat to come into your division um and do one of two things one just continue to put his head on the chopping block as josh allen comes through and just like takes over the league and just like just another one's out of the way get this old man out of here Go play in another division, go to Tampa or something like that. Or, or, or we we get a little bit of, uh-oh, like are the Phil's going to be able to get to the playoffs this year? Or what's going on with the Dolphins? What's going on with the Jets? Uh, talk to me. Are you scared? Um. So one, the wonderful luxury of having Josh Allen is I scared nobody. Like, it's Atta fine. boy. Um. So, I will say, I'd much prefer that the Jets continue to be a dumpster fire at quarterback. That's <laughs> way more fun. Um, I've said all for the last two years, like, God, Joe Douglas keeps crushing these drafts and just knocking them out of the park. Like He takes guy after guy that I want. I'm like, oh, my God, how does he keep taking all these guys that I want in the draft? Dude. And then they keep throwing up on themselves at quarterback. So, if you're telling me, 
that roster I saw last year with the the offensive line, defensive line, the you know skill positions, all the different you know they're a couple questions, but pretty good in the other fifty two. And now you're plugging in a two time MVP in Aaron Rodgers. That's not great. I don't love that. Now I will say, you know, Rodgers is very fickle. He's, you know, he's still he's still very very good, but he he's not quite as special as what he was. He's still he's ten times better than anything they maybe ever had. He might he might walk in to be the best quarterback in Jets history. Like yeah, that second even forty one year old Aaron Rodgers might be the best quarterback in Jets history. Um, so they're going to be good. But now the rumor is they're going to have to give up a first and more picks if he plays a second year. And it's two years, $105 million that they have to pay. So, you know, am I going to live that for two years I'm going to have to hold my breath and have like a genuine rivalry tough game, but that they're going to pay $105 million and two first-round picks for it, and then he's also going to retire and they're going to be right back in the same purgatory? Like, eh, all right, I'll live. Yeah, like you said though, they're they're literally they're one of the very few teams that's like you could just drop a guy in, you know. They've hit some of my favorite people they've added, you know, Quinnen Williams. I'm obsessed with Quinnen Williams. He's so funny, but he's also just like he's the most intimidating defensive tackle in the NFL that's not named Cameron Hayward, in my opinion. Sauce Gardner might be the best cornerback in the NFL as a rookie. Like that's not an exaggeration. He might be the best cornerback, period. In football, yeah, right yeah, now they got crazy. they signed Chuck Clark sick. today, or they got Chuck Clark today, yeah. which yeah, they've oh. had a kind of a rotational safety situation. Chuck Clark is a good safety, you know. I had he, I had him as a target. I put out a tweet um, three weeks ago that Chuck Clark was the number one trade target in my mind because it's three point six million dollars for a starting safety. It's a great contract. It's a fantastic contract, and they have two starters mm-hmm. in Baltimore. They can afford to move him. Yeah, and of course. Yeah, a ton of safeties. I was proposing, hey, give him a six-round pick instead of cutting him. And, of course, the Jets get him for a future seventh, which is just infuriating. That's it's free. terrible. It's free. Terrible. It's it's literally. free for a starting – for a yeah. guy who might start 16 games yeah. for you? Free 99. Yeah, free. Uh, I love Chuck Clark, and I have for a while. Um, okay, let me think. Is there any final questions I had? You know, I'm, I'm with you there, though. I think Aaron Rodgers, it would be good for his career, I think. You know, New York would probably fit him. He's kind of a prima donna. You know, he'd be, you know, he'd love the attention. Um, Jets fans are rabid, you know. So if it goes up, they're going to be wild. If it goes down, they're going to be wild. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, you know, that's so. my one hope. My one hope is the Jets grossly overpay in draft compensation <laughs> and in money. And Aaron Rodgers hates the media attention and that they have a really good regular season and then flame out in the playoffs and it's a disaster. Like that's my that's my hope. Like he he's too good to walk in there and have them not be good. They're going to be good. They're going to push the Bills for the exactly. division. They're going to they're going to be in it, but you know. Yeah, he's he he's he's got, he's one of the guys that he can get in there and he'll be able to steer the ship. So it'll be interesting. But again, we'll see. You know, we don't know if the other Raiders still in the in the, the hunt, I think, right now. Um the last thing I want to talk actually bring up the Raiders before we close it out. What are your thoughts on Gino getting his three uh, year deal with the Seahawks? And then what are your thoughts on Derek Carr, especially given the landscape of quarterbacks in the NFL right now? You know, these guys aren't I mean they're good quarterbacks, yes. But is it is the current NFL a place where and they're good, but even on a good side, they're probably on a little bit on the you know the lower side of good. Are these guys the kind of guys that you want to be committing to in the current landscape of the NFL if you actually think that you have a shot? Um, what, what are your thoughts? And then just what are your thoughts about these contracts and how are they going to affect these two organizations, the Saints and the Seahawks? 
So one, good for Geno Smith. That's freaking awesome. To have a breakout season at age 32 is just unbelievable. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, in the grand scheme of things, do I think paying real money to the Geno Smiths and Derek Carrs and I'll even throw Daniel Joneses of the world in there? No, I don't. Like, I, I it's probably not the smartest strategy, but coming from a fan that watched the longest playoff drought in professional sports history where the Bills didn't go to the playoffs for 17 years, I would have loved to have just competency and have Derek Carr or Geno Smith at quarterback. And I wouldn't have cared if I was overpaying him at 35 or $37.5 million, which is going to put them in at the, you know, 12th highest paid quarterback in the league. You know, I, do I think that's a sound decision? Do I think paying that kind of money to know that you're probably not going to get out of the second round of the playoffs is no, but I think fans oversimplify that either you're the number one team or you should rip it down to the studs and completely rebuild. Like there's something to be said for just being good, being good every year and trying to win and see if you get lucky one year and it rolls your things go your way and you have a giant season or a Raven season or one of those wild card to Super Bowl seasons that we've seen. Mm -hmm. Just get in the dance see how it goes. I respect it. You never know who's going to get hurt. Who's going to, you know, things are going to bounce your way. I respect it. So do I think it's the highest probability strategic decision? No. Do I think it's better than just floundering in mediocrity with no plan to get better? Yeah. Word, word. I'm kind of with you. I think they're, you know, they're, they're good teams to go to. Honestly, though, in my opinion, how different is Derek Carr going to be from Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston? Let's be real, y'all. That's my opinion. But I, I, that's, that's, I mean, that's me being real. Um, he's, I mean, like, he's not going to take you further than those guys will. That's my opinion. Like you said, he's good enough to do, he's good enough to keep a job. um, And he says all the right things, which is so annoying. Um, But you know what? It is what it is. I would say the guy that I think that, I I think Gino is the better, honestly, I think Gino is a better player. Uh, You know, the guy Mm -hmm. I would rather have leading my team. I think he's got a little bit better situation overall as well. Uh, I'm I'm oddly, I've discovered, I've, I've learned this weirdly the last couple days apparently i like Derek carr slightly more than most like i don't think i do but i hear Mm -hmm. the way other people talk about him and i'm like well he's better than that um so he's not bad that's but he's not good that's the thing he's not bad but he's not good and don't try and tell me he's good i don't care what his stats look like i watched him play enough football to know he's not especially no Taron armstead whatever version of michael thomas is left you know, are they even going to have Elvin Kamara? I don't know that he's set up for success down there either, but I think some people are like the same idea as my comments for Tremaine Edmonds. People say, Oh my God, he's trash. And my answer is no, he's actually pretty good. He's just pretty good. Like he's not special. He's not elite, but he's pretty good. Like I'd rather, you know, have him than Mitch Trubisky. Like I, you know, but he's not special. Yeah, I would say, you know, to, to close out this conversation, the way to describe them is Carr and Gino are both mature and good enough. Like you said, they, they're, they're, they add value in that regard. They're not going to take away or hurt your team off the field. Yeah. 
They might hurt it one game on the field, but you know what? In today's NFL, a lot of guys are going to hurt it even more than that. You know what I'm saying? At least he's doing it one game. Let's hope it gets out of the way in like week seven or something in a close whatever. Um, and so speaking of that, uh, before we close it out, um, I wanted to drop a little knowledge on the people. Again, uh, I'm a known Kyler Murray hater. I'll just call it what it is. I found, you know, we'll drop some knowledge on y'all in his four-year career as the Arizona Cardinals starter. Kyler Murray has six game-winning drives. Kirk Cousins had eight last season. Kyler, six in his career. Kirk Cousins, eight last year. Let's talk about maturity. Some guys got it. Some guys don't got it. You know what I'm saying? If you want, you know, if we want to keep piling dirt on Kirk Cousins, I'm just gonna keep dropping these little nuggets here and there and everywhere. Kirk Cousins is one of these guys where in three or four years they're gonna start rolling these graphics. And he's going to be at the very bottom of all of them. He's creeping up, like right behind Drew Brees and peeking up under the legs of Peyton Manning. And people are going to be like, oh, shit, is Kirk Cousins good? And it's going to be like, yeah, he's real fucking good. <laughs> and by then, Kyler it. Murray will be fucking doing, you know, bagging groceries somewhere. Done. Yeah. Um, no, whatever the next release for, you know, Call of Duty is. <laughs> uh, that was that was cold. That was cold. All right. You got any final words before we get out of here, Greg? No, no, uh, you know, really appreciate you having me on. It's kind of fun. And always a good chance to catch up. It's great to see you down the Senior Bowl. Um, looking forward to doing a lot of fun uh, this coming season and uh, see how things break. Excellent, excellent. Well, you're always welcome back. We appreciate you. Y'all make sure you follow Greg. Go check out Cover One. Their YouTube channel is dope. And we will be back later on this week on the podcast feed on the YouTube channel with a ton more fantasy football content and NFL draft coverage and all that good stuff. So peace out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.